Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embodied Astrology Horoscopes for Pisces season in 2020. My name is Renee. I'm an artist, an astrologer, and a somatic intuitive. In these audio horoscopes, I'll outline what I perceive as the main areas of focus for each sign in the month ahead and give you creative, embodied, and practical suggestions for working with this season's biggest opportunities and challenges. Remember that horoscopes describe general energy, and it's up to you to get specific. Listen with your intuition on and your mind open. Take what works, leave the rest. I suggest that you listen to the horoscopes for your sun and your rising signs. Your sun sign is what you tell people when they ask, what's your sign? It has to do with the time of year you were born. Your rising sign is determined by the time of day you were born and the place you were born. If you know this information, you can find out what your rising sign is by getting a free natal chart on my website, embodiedastrology.com, in the horoscope section. To learn more about Pisces season and some of the biggest themes for the astrology of 2020, make sure to listen to Waking Up in the Dream, the Embodied Astrology episode for Pisces season. You can find this episode linked in the show notes from my website or as a separate track on your favorite listening platforms. If you'd like to learn more about working with astrology, check out my subscriber offerings. You can subscribe by donation at any amount per month, and you'll receive access to an extended monthly forecast and a printable astro journal that gives you detailed day-by-day breakdowns of the planetary aspects and lunar cycles and suggestions for how to work effectively with their energy. Subscribers also get discounts on my year-ahead birthday reports, online classes, live events, and the Embodied Astrology Basics Handbook. All of my horoscopes, guided meditations, and podcasts are offered for free. I know how helpful astrology can be for me in making sense out of the world, and it's important for me to keep this work financially accessible to you, especially during these crazy times in the world. If this work benefits you in your life and you think it might benefit others, please support me to continue making it. You can make a one-time or recurring donation to help keep it going. And side note, recurring monthly donors get access to the awesome subscriber content. The number one way, though, that you can support this work is by sharing it. Please share with your family and friends and leave five-star reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Astrology. Thanks so much for tuning in. Please wait for a brief sponsorship message and I'll be right back with you with your horoscope. Hello Virgo, welcome to your Pisces season audio horoscope for 2020. So Pisces is your opposite sign. And whenever there's movement in the opposite sign, we are thinking about our opposites. The rule of opposition is always one of reflection and polarity. Your opposites include all other people that you come into contact with, but specifically the people whom you are not related to and who don't hold a hierarchical position with you. That means they're not your uh, boss. They're also not your employee. Fill in those words with words that are uh, relevant to your position. Pisces season brings a lot of emphasis into your important relationships. Uh, These are people who you partner with, and partnering can be done in a number of ways. We partner with friends throughout our lives, we partner with collaborators, we partner with romantic partners and spouses, with business partners. We even partner with people who we don't like. If you have a relationship, um, or if you've ever had a relationship with someone where there's just kind of an unspoken agreement, or some kind of knowing that you don't like each other and you'll figure out how to 
you know, move forward with whatever the demands of the relationship will be, um, this is also implied. So how do you come into relationship with people? How do you navigate differences? How do you weigh what each person is bringing to the table? And how do you find some kind of accord or agreement? Over the last eight, nine years or so, um, relationships, I think, have maybe been a kind of confusing place. Um, You may have had uh, some relationships that have felt like a dream in this time. And what I mean by that is that in a dream, you know, we can have some kind of experience and feel like it's real. And then we wake up and it's not real. Or um, we have some kind of a dream and then throughout the day we are affected by the dream. And dreams are like smoke. We, we reach for them and we see them, but then we wrap our hands around it and there's nothing there. So over the last decade or so, if you have been dealing with relationships that represent some kind of dream-like quality, um, you thought it was one thing and then it was another thing, um, there was an illusion or a fantasy of some kind, there was confusion, um, there was some kind of sublime experience that came and went and who the fuck knows why and maybe it didn't make sense but wow you know it really made an impact um these are relationships that have come as teachers they've come to help you understand who you are as all relationships do um what you're learning in relationship right now has a lot to do with your basic energy, with your subtle energy, and with your spirit. So spirit and subtle energy, um, a lot of people would define them in different ways, but let's just think about your vibration. Um, who are you? You know, if, if, um, someone is going to describe you to someone else after they've done all the necessary descriptions about your body and your appearance and your job and this and that, what do you feel like to be around? What's the vibe that you give? And Pisces season is asking you to reflect on the vibe. Reflect on the vibe you're giving out. Reflect on the vibes of your relationships. And over the course of Pisces season, you may have... um, a fair amount of reflecting to do. There may be significant confusion within your relationship. Um, Some of you will not be experiencing confusion at all, but you'll be experiencing a kind of elevated um, awareness of subtle energy that um, could be ecstatic. It could be really blissful. Um, So that's one end of the spectrum is ecstatic bliss, and the other end of the spectrum is um, really deeply confusing and maybe even really scary experiences in relationships. Now, obviously, I hope that your experiences are the former, not the latter. Um, But honestly, with this kind of energy, they could fluctuate between the two within 10 minutes a number of times a day. So um, 
in these next 30 days, if relationships feel confusing, uh, you're right on time. This is the astrological moment to feel like, wow, uh, what's going on in your relationships? And don't worry about it too much. You're working something out. It is necessary for you to be reflecting though. And um, there are a couple of key times throughout the month that are really prime for your reflection. So the first of these periods is uh, the span of days, February 17th through the 21st. And during this period of time, you really want to be thinking about your creative energy and your romantic energy uh, when it comes to your relationships. Now, creative romantic attraction energy does not um, just have to be about creative romantic attractive partners. You want to think about this as you in your vital force, you with your chi. When you're feeling creative and romantic in yourself, you're feeling turned on, you're feeling excited, you're feeling into who you are, and um, you're passionate, you're inspired. And obviously, this kind of vibe uh, does something usually pretty good for relationships. When you are full in yourself, your relationships tend to benefit. So during the span of days, uh, notice how this feeling of your kind of creative vital force um, comes in through your relationships and how your relationships affect your creative vital force. If you have relationships that are um, negatively affecting your creative romantic vitality, then you might want to reflect on changes that need to be made within those relationships or um, shifting away from the relationships themselves. Um, if your relationships are really stimulating you, they're turning you on, they're really inspiring, roll with it, go with the flow, let it inspire you, let it motivate you, and let your energy get bigger, but also claim it for yourself. This is something that I think everybody, at least everybody who's ever watched any kind of Hollywood romance movie um, would benefit from is remembering that when other people are inspiring for us, um, that's our energy that we're experiencing. Other people don't make us anything. So it's it's like the basics of nonviolent communication, right? It's like not you make me so angry, but I'm angry and um, some you know something you did um, has stimulated some anger for me and I want to talk to you about it. It's the same thing with um, romantic awesome energy. So if someone is stirring that up for you, don't let them own it entirely. You can appreciate them for that. You can appreciate the chemistry that you have with them, but always remember that when you get full, when you get inspired, when you get jazzed, that's you. That's your energy, and you want to nurture and appreciate that energy in you. You want to build that energy because you know that that is good for your relationships, and when the people that you are communing with get to uh, access that part of you, it's good for them too. It gets to turn them them on as well. So the more that you can appreciate any kind of exciting, stimulating energy that comes in through your relationships, but claim it and own it for yourself and keep building it, the better. Now, I want to give a, a specific note for people who are parents or desiring to be parents. Um, this particular span of time, the 17th through the 21st of February, um, there is a particular kind of um, emphasis on relationships with partners and relationships with 
children. Now this could look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. If you are trying to get pregnant, this is a time to try. There's a lot of conception energy in these couple of days. Um, if you already have a child, this is a time to really uh, work with your, with your partner or with your co-parent around uh, supporting and um, celebrating your child, helping them to navigate any difficulties that they may be going through through and really um, striving to see them as individuals and support them as spiritual evolutionary beings. Um, so if you and your co-parents or your partners can um, kind of come together from a, a space of altruism and love around your child and really um, kind of vision how you can best support them in being who they are authentically, that is a great time to be doing this too. Um, and finally, it's it seems to me like um, that kind of child energy. And when I say child energy, I'm also referring to your inner child, which is the same as your creative, romantic, naturally erotic energy. Um, that is supporting relationships right now. So support that kind of energy, whether it's in a human being form or whether it's inside of you and or both, and let it support your relationships. A couple of days later on February 23rd, we have a new moon in Pisces. The new moon is always a great time to uh, reflect on periods of time, on changing cycles, beginning and ending. If you think back to one year ago and what you were experiencing in your relationships then and reflect on the 12 months that have passed, what have you been learning about yourself in partnership? Uh, remember, partnerships um, include a lot of different forms of relationship. How do you uh, come into union with other people? How do you meet them? What are your experiences of projection, of trust, of mistrust, of uh, openness, of vulnerability? What do you want to cultivate for yourself in relationships over the course of the next 12 months and use this new moon as a time to really um, feel into your deepest desires for growth in relationships. Think about um, any philosophies that you have been kind of considering or ways that your mind has been being opened lately towards new ways of being in the world. Think about the future you want to create for yourself and with your community and invite those, um, those visions and inspirations into um, some kind of ritual, whether that's just journaling a little bit or contemplating or speaking something out loud, but some way that you put intention forward around what you want to call in in your relationships in this coming year. A couple of weeks later on March 9th, we'll have a full moon in Pisces opposite sign, which is Virgo. So this full moon really illuminates the relationship axis again between you and other people. Now, when it comes to you, I always want to um, encourage Virgos to be less critical on themselves. Um, this is a, a very critical perfectionist and exacting sign. And, um, you know, 
love yourself. Loving yourself is spiritual work. It is not particularly easy. Um, to love yourself means to love all aspects of yourself and also be accountable to the nature of love as it exists within you. And so if you recognize that there are parts of you that are shadowy, that are dysfunctional, that are fucking up somewhere, um, try not to criticize them. Try not to cut them into small pieces and cast them out or control them in some way. But reach into yourself and try and love all of you around this full moon. It will help your relationships and it'll help your interactions greatly. This is a full moon that's going to bring a lot of energy with it that is particularly stimulating for you um, in some of the same themes that I've already talked about. So your creative, vital, romantic, erotic force and your vision, your life philosophy, how you're making meaning out of the world. So this is a full moon that feels really exciting. It feels like a very exciting time to uh, dream into possibilities and potentially to dream into possibilities with others or to reflect on um, how you want to move into these possibilities in general. March 9th is also the day that Mercury turns direct. Uh, Mercury, as I mentioned, is retrograde for a good part of Pisces season. When Mercury stations direct, it pauses and appears to slow down in the sky for a number of days. And these um, days are called Mercury storm. And it's when a lot of the Mercury retrograde symptoms tend to be exacerbated. From the 7th through the 11th of March, please be kind. Please be patient. Please don't get fussed if things don't go as planned and be on the lookout for opportunities that are arise from uh, plans going awry. As Mercury re-enters Pisces and begins to pick up speed through this sign uh, for the rest of Pisces season, there may be more clarity moving forward about your relational needs and how you want to be in relationships and what is being asked of you in them. That's what I have for you for now. Please be good to yourself, be kind and awesome to each other. Much love. Thanks for listening.